thanks for tuning in to another episode of TA Tech Unboxed. Each episode, we're chatting with the people behind the products that TA and HR teams use every day. And if you're not already on YouTube, head over there for an unboxing of the core features. There'll be a link in the description. I'm Chris Haslam, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Darren Bush. Hello, Mr. Darren Bush. How are you? Hi, Chris. Yeah, good. Very good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. We've both been on holidays, looking tanned. How, have you? How was yours? I was good, thank you. Relaxing. Although I worked. <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> relaxing. I saw, I heard, I heard, I saw some posts as well on LinkedIn. You, you know, addicted to the, to the gram, on. addicted to the gram. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How was yours? It was good until we uh, were boarding and then we got caught <sighs> up by the UK air traffic control mess. And so now we've got a timestamp. And now we've got a timestamp for recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we have. Um, <laughs> there we go. And who do we have on the show this week, Darren? Today, Chris, we've got Nicola Sullivan from Meet and Engage. Um, she's UK-based, and uh, before joining Meet and Engage, she's uh, had six years working in agency vendor side in branding and attraction and resourcing. Her last role was leading teams who delivered end-to-end resourcing and TA solutions, and she actually happened to be uh, one of the first pilots of Meet and Engage. So welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. Hello, hello. Yeah, really interested actually hearing about how you ended up working at Meet Engage. Yeah, no, you um, you did me a real favour there and said that I had six years experience. It's nearer 26 six years experience, <laughs> actually. It's very kind of you, Darren. But um, uh, And actually, that experience was across um, what used to be called recruitment communications, attraction and comms, that yeah. sort of side of things, then moving into employer brand then moving into a business, um, it's now part of a deco actually, but it's Penna, um, which covered end-to-end resourcing. So actually it gave me a chance to work with recruitment, comms, attraction and brand, but at the same time, selection assessment experts, so Oxykes, and then into um, managed recruitment, so RPO, and last but not least, actually things like leadership development and also career transition. So I almost felt like it gave me the opportunity to span almost the end-to-end in terms of what someone might experience with an organisation. Almost. So it's really, really valuable. Almost. That is all of it, isn't it? What are we missing? Well, I'm, I'm guessing you could say alumni. I don't, I don't know. You guys must have something that I don't know about. But but it was it was really comprehensive and it gave me that um, uh, real understanding, I guess, of all the levers you can pull, all the things that you have at your disposal in a business when it comes to your people as employees or candidates and then employees. You mentioned actually, Darren. Sorry, you you, you, you tricked my memory in terms of the the fact that I was one of um, Meet and Engage's first yeah. clients. Yeah. So you was I right in that you piloted? Was it the one of the first yeah. they ever had? Yeah. So Ali um, co-founders Ali and Graham. I mean, Ali and I have worked together a number of times now. Um, and um, when they launched the business, it's around seven years ago. Mm. Um, I was at Penner, um, and they. Um, naturally you use your networks don't you to, to yeah. test your your concepts and sort of get feedback as such and and we implemented um the meet and engage technology on some of our larger um relationships um uh, it's all about candidate experience and what we were doing was managing for our clients very high volumes of candidates at speed and we were always trying different things could you move faster could you be quicker could you be more diligent could you, you know, all the different things that we were trying but actually what we then piloted was meet and engage to support with 
improved candidate experience. So actually what happens if you communicate, uh, if you keep people warm and engaged throughout the process a little bit more effectively. Um, and so, yes, we ended up um, trialing it um, and, and then rolling out um, the technology across a number of relationships. Um, and then when Graham and Ali um, decided to expand the team from a solutions, sales, business development perspective, yeah. um, it was, yes, well, they asked me, did I know anyone? Which I wonder, I always wonder whether they want you to say, well, yes, actually, I'm interested yeah. or not. They just of hope course, you give them some of names. Of course, that's it. Did, you, <laughs> got, you got recruited at... Right, is that what it is, yeah. Chris? I'm glad you say is that, because now I'm reflecting on it, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it was, exactly. But yeah, it, it was really interesting because it's when you can genuinely say, I've used it, it works you can actually have conversations with prospects with a, with a real sense of integrity okay. and, and a bit of actually I've been there I've done it. Did you use it as as a candidate or did you use it as a? No we used it as a business um, to help manage the relationships with our clients candidates so to give you an example if you've applied for a role with um, uh, one of one of our clients um, then uh, as well as being processed by an ATS, which is exactly what they're designed to do, is to push you from one stage to another, you then in include our technology to then introduce things like virtual live chats with recruiters to get people's questions answered via a chatbot so that whatever time of day it is, whether there's a high volume or low volume of, of questions, you can get them answered. And then we can start serving information as well to keep that candidate warm and engaged during the journey. A, so a manned chatbot. It, it, it's, it's manned it's, or per, there's a person behind it, not AI or? Uh, well, it's a pre-configured chatbot. So yes, we don't use AI. We do use NLP just to speed up where someone can get to um, uh, more quickly. Um, and, and really that's just improved efficiency for the candidate. We don't use AI at the moment. Actually, we're really conscious of what we're allowed to do with our clients' data. <laughs> um, and so there is a, you know, a, a, a question mark there around um, us being able to do that in the comfort zone of many of our clients, many of whom actually are yeah. government, financial services, professional services. They're pretty, one of the, <laughs> pretty touchy one of the, about Yeah, data. I was going to say, one of the toughest games to do anything in the world of TA or HR, rec tech, and, and it's one of the toughest worlds about particularly when you're starting to get into government because you're, you're exposed to lots of regulation. So that must be super, yes. that must have been super tough. We'll get to that stuff when we yes. go through demo. So yeah. I'm sure me and Darren have got some questions yeah. there. Just, I have a question on yep. um, Ali and Graham's background, how they set it up and uh, what were they doing before Meet Engage? Yeah, good question. So Ali's background is not dissimilar to mine. So actually from the world of retcoms, um, EVP, that sort of side of things. Um, and um, it's worked in-house, worked for RPO. Um, and Graham, is through and through tech um, dev, but also worked in consultancy for one of the big four firms as well, actually. So um, a really good combination of um, being able to identify the issues that we have in the world of candidate experience um, and recruitment, but at the same time with that tech, um, in-depth tech knowledge. So yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. It's a really winning combination in that, in that respect. Is, is there a product story in there? Uh, you know the, the guys that use yeah yeah so, i mean the starting <clears throat> so I, I guess the the product story the starting point is that that as i described that 
belief that there is a gap, that there's always been a gap, there still is, but hopefully we're starting to help close it. But that gap around experience when it comes to the recruitment process, it is a process rather than experience. And it tends to feel very much, um, well, I mean, some organisations don't even notify someone that they've received their application. So it can be as, it can be a very low benchmark all the way through to companies trying their best, but simply having too many people to communicate with and too lean a team to be able to do um, the sort of comms that you would consider to be high touch. So there, there's there's this, the, the gap that, that we, we started to fill. But actually what Graham and Ali started with was, was live chat, so virtual events. So essentially bringing candidates together in moderated, secure um, chat environments where clients could present or have a forum with candidates. Candidates can post their questions and clients are able to answer those questions. It could be anything from what do I wear to my assessment centre to actually, um, you know, I have a disability, what support can I get? All the questions that are frequently asked. You've also got that piece during the virtual events as well. Um, while we sort of started at the attraction stage, it was probably predominantly where it was used. Increasingly, and very much so now, those events take place throughout the hiring journey. So actually, you know, congratulations, Chris, you're through to your video interview. We're running a session Friday, nine till 10. I know you were always going to get through to video interview, weren't you? But, um, you know, congratulations, through to video interview, we're running a session where you can ask your questions and we can help you prep for your video interview. So you can imagine all of those touch points and all of those stages we put our candidates through. Um, we can then run events um, where they can ask their questions you can give them practice sessions. So anyway, that was the virtual events piece. So that's step one. Um, relatively quickly afterwards, we introduced the chatbot. So actually the sort of challenges or use cases for the chatbot, um, the one that remains most popular is the FAQs. So actually, um, if you think of all the questions that particularly our early careers or volume hiring teams get, um, it can take yeah. that legwork. Um, just a quick point, actually, yeah. as well. I, I always mention that over 50% of the traffic through our chatbots is outside office hours, which to me suggests the candidates getting what they need. You're not just taking the legwork off the off the. Well, it's a big challenge, team. that, isn't it? I, I've always said to, to, right. to our teams, like, I remember back in agency days, early slots, late slots, lunchtime slots, when I don't want to be doing work right. <laughs> um uh right. when i'm yep. you know traveling or something that's when people want to speak right um yep. so yeah it's super interesting yep. that you're expanding the life cycle or the the you're expanding the uh, available hours to comms with with talent that's that's a it's it's an absolute no-brainer i mean the the, the 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 i guess the clients who benefit most from that are i mentioned the volume clients but those who are hiring people who work shifts that sort of side of things actually if you think of logistics you think of retail um, you've got your early careers um, uh, clients and we did have some clients when we first introduced our technology who had inboxes um, that they were just never getting to. So it wasn't even that they were slow to get to them. They were writing off the fact that they had 20,000 messages in their inbox and just couldn't get around to doing them. So there's that piece with with the automation and the chatbot. Um, I would just add, actually, that we we've, the other neat little thing that the tech does is the chat button one-to-one -one chat. I didn't mention one-to-one -one as well as group chat. If you think of a recruiter help desk, one-to-one -one chat when your recruiters are available, chat bot when they're not, bit of interchange there. So you get that whole sense of actually just being a consumer rather than being a, a, a candidate. Um, you know, it's sort of consumer-grade expectations and, and hopefully helping meet that. Um, 
In terms of the chatbot, the other piece that that's really helped solve for our clients, high volume screening. It's so obvious, but actually candidates can screen at any time of the day when it suits them. Um, you're not trying to, I mean, we, you know, we replaced clients using telephone interview methodology for high volume logistics. I mean, it's, it's just really um, a sensible way forward. And then things like matching people to roles. So actually a lot of our graduate clients um, or even some of our um, high volume clients will have a number of roles and people when they first go to a career site aren't entirely sure where they fit in. We can help guide using the chat bot. So that was chapter two of our product story. So chapter two was the automation piece of, around the chatbot. Then we moved into onboarding. Um, and by the way, I should just say every part of the story, including what we've most recently done, sort of feels like a natural extension of the brand. So yes, of course, we've got a roadmap. Yes, of course, we push ourselves. Yeah. But more often than not, that's in collaboration with clients just saying, do you know what, you fixed X, if I could just use it to do Y, and actually you get that it's natural list, sense. Listening to customers through their journey. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so that's worked really quite nicely when we moved into the onboarding space, which was fantastic. You're helping us engage people up to a point, but we're getting declines at offer and we're getting reneges. Um, and, and one of the key areas or two of the key areas for the renege rates were high volume. So people just don't turn up on day one. Um, and, and and that's simply a reflection of the market, isn't it? That, that, that actually there are so, not so many opportunities, but actually there's very little between the opportunities that you're choosing between, I think is probably the best way to put it. It's like you and need to engage between engagement, isn't it? Right. So like I invite you to something exactly. and then I need to make sure I'm also engaging you in the gaps before exactly. the day or before the event to make sure you remember there's an event. Been, exactly. Been stuck with that so, so many times. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the, one of the brilliant examples, and we're just about to go live with um, year three of this, actually, is Royal Mail Posties delivering seasonal posts. Actually, I mean, they never turn up anyway. Grace. Stop it. I won't have you say bad things about my wonderful clients. But no, in all seriousness, re yeah. reversing that dropout rate. Can you imagine the pain of having a high volume of people not turning up on day one? So I've, let, I've made that point. But if you then think about early careers, the renege rate in early careers in the past few years has just gone up and up and up. And you could have spent mm. three or four thousand pounds getting someone from attraction to offer. Um, three times that if you're in the legal sector, by the way, I think that's the ISE figures. So actually people reneging and taking someone else's offer in the weeks running up to September, if you're in the UK, for example, absolutely critical um, point for businesses. And our engagement technology, onboarding, virtual onboarding technology, will keep candidates warm during that process. That's a very long answer. Oh, I haven't finished the product story, but Darren, I'll, oh. <laughs> I'll stop yeah, for breath. Why, why have we seen an increase in, the, in candidates, obviously, relating on the offer? Do you know, it's a really good question. And I'm, um, so if, if we look at the early careers space, um, I think that there's, first of all, a, a genuine um behavior that candidates have gen z i think most of us have it actually where we're consumers right up until the last minute so just because i've accepted an offer from you doesn't mean i don't that, that i stop shopping <laughs> and that i stop listening to other stuff because i'm constantly on social media or in other sources getting messages that might 
mean, uh, what's the right, right word? up Just till, right up till pro- end of probation, right? I mean, you're sort of you're right, sort of exactly. not really in yeah. until you're really, really in, and you're both right. we, that we pitch probation as uh, as a testing ground for both of us, isn't it? So yep. it's the same same again. So yeah, big big um, big challenge there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think that's probably, I'd be really interested, actually, it's a really good question, because I haven't actually seen research which says these are categorically the reasons, yeah. but there are indicators that people are still shopping up until the point they arrive on day one. Even after they signed the contract as well. Right, absolutely. Which is, at the time, the signed contract was, that was it, it was a done deal. I know, it absolutely. We used to be scared of it, I think, didn't we? Out. We all used to be scared yeah, of yeah, signing you, you, something you and then and then not yeah. all like candidates right. yeah. used to delay. Like for us, we used to have an SLA of like, yeah. if it's not signed in 24 hours, we need to go back to the pipeline yeah. and see what, what else is there and tell the candidates yeah. like, hey, I can sense yeah. that you're not up, you're yeah. not feeling this. We, we're we going to have to go back yeah. to the other team. We need to fill this role quickly. It's, it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is. And we, we've built in quite, with that in mind, actually, we've built in a number of ways in which our technology can give clients a sense of who is a potential renege or who is showing a lack of engagement. Powerful. Like that, Chris. Powerful. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that to me, I mean, I love seeing positive engagement, but for me, the powerful, as you said, the powerful thing is that actually, if we can highlight to a client or they can see in the dashboard, actually, I can see that Darren hasn't engaged with us, you know, with us for a, a week, or actually Darren, he, Darren, he Darren. hasn't. I know he's awful, isn't oh. he, that Darren? I don't know if he thinks of me, but yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but you know, it's all. We also ask questions like, "How are you feeling ahead of yeah. day one?" Now, yeah. actually, if someone on a scale of one to ten puts, yeah. you know, one or the less smiley face, we know that the recruiter or the recruiter should be reaching out and saying, "What can we do to make you feel better?" Yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's. Yes, that's something that's yeah. really interesting. I think re- the, the renege rate and why it's happening is a is a good is a good one, um, yeah. and I'm 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 still puzzled by it slightly. Yeah. Um, what we try and do during onboarding, and we encourage our clients to do, is give as much value and as much bring as much value into that pre-boarding phase as they can, yeah. because it reduces the time for productivity. Um, the work readiness is improved mm. and someone's building a relation they're getting something back from you so that investment in that relationship it's just sort of human nature in some ways isn't it well, almost if you're doing those things earlier like like onboarding uh, and i think onboarding yep. light i've never i felt super uncomfortable with asking people to do too much before they start but allowing them to yep. self-teach or read some stuff pre so that that we can we can get into contract signed to end of probation we can get as much uh in that period to make a good decision right we want to both of both parties want to make really good decisions so anything you can do i think that provides information earlier for folks to start vetting themselves not only keeps them engaged not only probably includes the uh, sorry increases the likelihood of um uh, like success in the project but it also is um, sorry, likelihood of them starting, but it's also likelihood yeah. of ramping faster, producing right. quicker, pro- like feeling comfortable and fitting in. And yeah, um, yeah it's super interesting. You make a, a really, really good point there about the, the, the belonging, the side of, you know, the belonging side of it, actually, because we do know, and I mean, these stats are probably, in fact, they are more specific to an early careers um, audience, but um, we know that um, for many reasons over the past few years, exposure to the workplace, um, no, being familiar with whether it's hybrid or office working, um, 
even basics like knowing what to, to wear on day one or how to actually what are the sort of socially acceptable ways of you know uh, of behavior work. behaviors uh, are really important aren't they right. yeah, yeah how should you how, exactly. should, how do we talk like right like how do you find your way around the office who do you ask when you've got problems with this kind of stuff that stuff can it's lag it's isn't it? really yeah it's lag it's really does stuff. matter um, and we, we've we've um, seen a number of bits of research that show that Gen Z um, have said really want support with collaboration and networking, really want help with work readiness, really want to, you know, that they're asking for it. And actually, it's yeah. that pre-boarding on piece them. is a fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's missing, isn't it? I think it's missing from a, from a, our market. We don't do it enough, I think, from, um, I mean, I remember it start, you know, the, the first day I started one company was a Friday. And it was dress down day. No one told me that. Did you turn up in your suit? Yeah, of course. My first school first day, day was like that as well. You know what I mean? It's just like it seems feels oh, like it feels like yeah. Before like before you step in, you should feel like some level of comfort, shouldn't you? Not comfort's maybe the wrong term. Like readiness. Yeah, um, yeah ready. I, th- I think you're right, actually. But because, yeah, so because all the all those words you're describing there actually just lead to us all. We all perform better when we feel confident and comfortable and welcome, don't we? It doesn't matter who we are or what our backgrounds are. Actually, it's mm. Setting someone up to have a good day, isn't it? That's the, yeah. the um, and that gives it a is, positive experience, and that's why you walk out thinking, you know, this is a great place. Yeah. So I enjoy let my me, first day. Yeah. Let me cover why Darren's not responding or not engaging with the platform that that much. Is it also an indicator? Is it a good indicator if you utilize like flip the data? Maybe it's negative that Darren's not engaging, but also it's, I think for me as a recruiter, it's also good for me to know. Actually, I think we're not going to hit that you know, day one target that we think we're going to hit yeah. because of X, like that allows me yeah. to also affect change, right? Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, we do have clients being very, very honest about the fact that it can be incredibly painful to have a hiring manager conversation to explain why, you know, Darren isn't, poor Darren, Darren isn't turning up on day one. <laughs> Um, you know because it's both expensive it's embarrassing um, it's awkward and actually um, unless you're doing what you said earlier and going and and, and preempting that in some way you've got a bit of a back to square one situation haven't you and the knock-on effects for the government are can be huge I you know I'm assuming I don't know much about that world but I'm assuming the knock-on effects of we're not talking about one postie not turning up, right? I'm assuming we're talking about fifties and sixties of them, you know, not not coming in on day one. And that can cause a huge backlog three months down the line when you've you know, yeah. if like you said, September for Christmas. Like I'm assuming that yeah. you know, I'm being understaffed in those periods, under trained staff, that's when mistakes start happening. So do you know, I actually remiss of me don't know what the Renee rate used to be. I can tell you for one of our graduate employers who takes 1,200, let me just get this together, so 1,200 graduates alone per year, they at one point, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, had a renege rate of just under 17%, which if you think about the, the mass... Right. Yes. And, and, I mean, let's, call, let's make it 10% because I'm, I'm stupid. But, so well, on 1,200, that's 120 saved, people. You saved by, spared by blushes yeah. as well there, actually. <laughs> so that's 120 people, so 7%, what, like 100 people? 180, 180, yeah. 180 people. Yeah. Yeah. Right, just yeah. throw a quick stat in there in terms of their, their most recent, so the, the, mm. the first year of using our technology, and they did do other things as well, but we'd yeah. like to think we had some impact mm. on this. They reduced their renege rate by around 30%. Now, it d- differed depending on the region, yeah. so APAC differed to us yeah. and uk for example 
but that's that's huge that's yeah. we're talking about significant numbers so to your point chris yes you're absolutely right you're often not talking about one or two relays you're talking yeah. about hundreds yeah. it's, it's similar to it's similar to um when you book a book an airline in some ways you know they overbook now i don't know if that that, that process actually happens now with graduate hiring uh where you so when you book an airline they'll be they'll always like put two or three extra seats on right they know there's actually statistically speaking 10 percent people don't actually turn up for a flight on average who's not turning up who's not turning up for their holiday i was the first one there i was speedy boarding (laughs) i was at the front of speed i asked i asked if there's a a layer above speedy boarding i wanted to make sure elderly people out of the way to get on there Um, i had fake babies i was taking on the flight just to just to get the front (laughs) No, Derek. Actually, I don't know the answer to your question. Yeah, so I don't know if that's the same. Because uh, if you're if you're having say um, you know seventy percent, I know there's other companies and there's this problem in the market. Are we overhiring? Um, I don't know. Get around that. I mean, I, I guess I guess if you've got the data and you know that last year you were X underneath, then, then why you wouldn't, do, you, wouldn't you? why wouldn't you over subscribe? Because you know you'll have drop out. Yeah. And I guess if you don't have tools like Meet Engage. That are allow you allow you to get some sort of feel of you know how we're going to get on. I'm sure there's there's you know not just you guys in the funnel, and there's other triggers and other yeah. touch points that we need to track over time. Yeah. But um, I'm you know I'm sure they are there, and I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to get a recruiter from the Royal Mail yeah. on it. That one. <laughs> yeah. I need to stop picking <laughs> the Royal Mail. That was Should our virtual piece. And by the way, it's also the other thing that we really do enjoy doing is if that onboarding platform is all about serving, and I'll be showing this to you a little bit later, but it'd be serving content to candidates, pre-configured candidate content to candidates over a customized period of time. So it might be weeks, it could be months to keep yeah. them warm, engaged, etc. You can also embed things like the virtual events and the live um, chat with the um, chat bot. So actually clients can benefit yeah. from having something that's serving content plus answering questions, etc., etc. But the next chapter, um, we then started looking at, and this, this is where it happened a bit naturally <laughs> rather than this is the roadmap. Mm. We saw that clients were saying, well, this is great because you're keeping our candidates warm now post offer. But we also have attrition during the hiring journey. Um, We've got a multi-stage hiring journey. It's over a a period of months. It's over a period of weeks, whatever that might be. And actually, we want to find ways in which we can engage candidates during that. So we don't see a disproportionate dropout of candidates at video interview. We don't see a disproportionate. So we kind of went, if onboarding is there, we then Mm -hmm. took a step back. And we started what we call nurturing yeah. candidates with the same technology yeah. when they when they applied. So and, yeah. and actually clients will do this at different stages. Some clients will say, well, our real pain point yeah. is our assessment centre. We might start um, and congratulations, Darren, you're through to virtual assessment centre. I'll pick you this time. Um, uh, from now on, between now and your um, virtual assessment, we'll be serving you content or sharing insights with you that will help you be ready for the day. And that could be anything from demystifying the organisation. It could be some practice sessions. It could be inviting you to an event so you can chat to a recruiter. But essentially, we we then nurture candidates during that journey to keep them warm, engaged. And importantly, and this is the bit that I get, I guess, most most of a kick out of really is we enable and empower people as well so if you think that if the three of us were all going through the same multi-stage hiring journey but I had never experienced a video interview competency-based questions I'd never 
actually by nurturing me you can level up and you can really you help just think people. about that i just i've never seen that before i never thought about that before it's like what if you've never been well absolutely yeah, like it's, yeah it's really it's um, so easy to forget that 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 layer isn't it of those that have never video interviewed i mean that, that even if you're an experienced working individual you might yeah. have been in a yeah. role for 20 years 15 years 10 years pre-video interviewing technology yeah um wow yeah yeah Sorry. so that, that's all about the um that, that's the bit i find really powerful not least because actually when we see the feedback from candidates you can see the difference that can make so i was in a um a chat for one of our um, public sector um, clients. And actually this was during the pandemic, um, but at, we see similar sort of themes coming up and this, uh, a busy chat with recruiters. Um, and they mentioned that actually, you know, I've got my toddler at home and my nurseries are closed, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I'm really worried about doing the virtual assessment. And the recruiter simply put a little note back, just saying, look, we've all got things on our plate at the moment. Just be yourself. Just enjoy the assessment centre. We're not, you know, don't worry about that aspect of it. And you could almost, and there's a little emoji exchange between the recruiter and the candidate. And you suddenly just saw this woman's dial, you know, her confidence dial going from, I really don't think I can do this because my three-year-old's going to go absolutely mad to okay i'm just going to be myself and that for me was it's just yeah. one example of really powerful um boosting people's so surprising the surprise so surprising the the amount of times just i assume all of us have had been exposed to that type of question i know personally from growing my own business that that was a very common one where people get super uncomfortable and flustered with uh with yeah. a, when a kid comes into a room and actually yeah i'm, I'm all for saying hello yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like making, making, fostering an environment that they feel comfortable and confident to be their most authentic self is the best way for you to get a, a, a real view of that person's, you know, yeah. life and ability to do work, right? Yeah, um, I, I so, agree. And, and actually, I, awesome. I was just, um, I was smiling wryly there because my son just wandered into the uh, kitchen. <laughs> He's ready me on, just wearing his pants. So. Nice. I mean, <laughs> we're lucky. Yeah, we're lucky that that wasn't on camera. <laughs> He is 17. Don't worry. I did check the angle that he wasn't going to be But I just, yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But it's it's that piece. Um, there's another um, thing that we, we did some work with. Do you know, you, you must know Theo Smith, so neurodiversity um, expert. If you don't, he's he's absolutely um, superb. And he did some consulting. Googling right now. Yeah, he's he's proper brilliant. And he um, did some consulting oh, yeah. with us. Um, yeah, you, you'll definitely recognise him. Uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, he did a bit of work with us to basically uh, help us understand how our technology could benefit those who are neurodiverse during the process. Because essentially, if you look at any multi-stage hiring journey, it's a set of barriers to people who have dyslexia, dyspraxia. Um, I, I mean, I'm not even going to try and name because I, I think it's, yeah. no, you know, the, the spectrum essentially, you know, video interview, making eye contact, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he helped us understand that, that actually, um, you know, when you're inviting someone to a virtual event, for example, or a video interview, make it really clear what to expect. Let them know they can pre-prepare some answers so they can cut and paste because their processing speed might be different. Um, actually, dyslexia might mean that, they, that they're particularly sensitive about, um, obviously, you know, spelling and checking, etc. It, it was just a real eye opener. And we realised that actually... There are lots of things about the hiring journey that make us uncomfortable. I don't, you know, but if you're, you've also got 
a challenge in another way, um, whether that's you haven't experienced that process or that particular part of the process before, or there is a reason why those processes are tricky for you. So we've kind of really started to think about how, um, for instance, in the onboarding journey or in the nurture journey, um, clients offering, um, how do you best consume information? Um, is it infographic? Is it video? Is it audio? And giving someone the choice I really of like that. how yeah. they consume that. How they information. consume. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, it's, really all, obvious, it's, also, it? it's also a responsibility now, isn't it, of us as, to, to make sure that we are able to communicate. Well, the talent pool is so small. Right. And we're trying to we're trying to find people with that have got really difficult uh, in, into really difficult roles right across yeah. the world. Even no matter what what you do, there is always something that we're looking for. Yeah. That, yeah. that you have a responsibility to open your funnel a little bit and say, okay, yeah. cool. Like how like how do you? I was coaching a a client of ours the other day on we were building candidate personas, and I always like to build one of you know like lookalike audiences that are like what? How do we find? How do we make this sales door-to-door sales role, just as an example, door-to-door sales role? How do we make this more accessible to those folks that I don't know have physical disabilities, or yep. uh, or, or you know, when you're when you're going door-to-door, the ability to be able to read signs and move and you know stuff like that yep. is super important. How do we make this easier for them? What are we doing to facilitate yeah. uh, the? opening of the funnel to make our business more not just i think diverse neurodiverse as well right because we can't see all uh, all of our, right. our, our diversities that yeah. um that it's really important that we're doing this that's even more awesome i do know theo by the way i love his content i'm a big link I, I, I just literally he's my go-to person there, like, yeah, yeah he's, he's great he's great he's, if, you don't, he's if, awesome. no, if, if you're listening to this and not not following theo you should because he's, he's excellent he's really, really <laughs> like broad thinker there's some really good people in the neurodiversity space i think that i've just every time i watch the content i'm like well um really exciting thing without going um off on a tangent but i'll just say it briefly it's, i think yeah we all well no, i can't say we all i think a lot of us will either have family members um friends um f- friends who are parents of um, children who um, are neurodiverse and actually in recruitment we have this amazing opportunity to really make a huge difference so if you're a graduate employer hiring a thousand people a year and you go that extra mile to make sure that you are bearing that in mind you could actually make a significant difference couldn't you and so, I mean over the years it's we've been talking about obviously giving a great kind of experience but probably in the last decade, we're still talking about it, but very little has been done about it. Uh, I know it's always in meeting gauges, meeting that mark. Yeah. What have you seen in the market, though, that's, that's positive or so there's, there's going to be changing that? Uh, and what can be done to, be, to improve yeah, it Yeah, I think, um, so, so you're right, it's something that is a bit of a broken record. Um, uh, you know, it's still not done brilliantly. That said... Um, while you do still occasionally get organisations, say occasionally, I'm, I'm going to say you get some organisations who don't respond even when they mm. could switch an ATS button mm. and it just responds to people to say, I've got yeah. your application. They just, it isn't happening. Um, we do then see some really exciting, really exciting things. Um, I, I've already mentioned the neurodiversity piece. I love seeing people think differently about um, giving information in different ways, giving people um through automation i recognize it can't always be possible to just you know to do this at volume when you're a lean team 
but I love seeing people use our tech but other methodologies to actually just help candidates um, make the right choice, enjoy the experience, get something from it. Now, actually, I've just led myself to the point that actually I'm, you know, I've seen recently, in recent years, is uh, we've got one client um, who uses a particular mantra, which I love, which is whether someone joins us or not, I want them to have got value from this hiring process. So um, it's a global bank. They're awesome. Um, we love working with them and they never stop trying to find ways to say, OK, if we get 90,000 people applying for our graduate programmes every year and we hire less than 2% of those people, because ultimately we only need 1,500 maximum, how can we ensure that rubbish at maths, Chris, I'm I mean, sorry. I, a couple, I actually did a bad say, job before, by the way, Darren got it right. I said 7%. 88,000. Uh, <laughs> 88, let's, let's make it 88,000. Let's ensure those 88,000 people had the opportunity to get something from it. Was it feedback? Was it, um, uh, you know, joining a webinar about, um, you know, financial well-being? Was it all of these things they're constantly thinking about. Of people that went, you know what? What, right. what a of great advocates. experience I had with that. God I, bless I mean, I don't know if anyone's doing that when they don't get a job, but they're not going to go, oh, that, that was really sucked for me. You know what I mean? I, I didn't enjoy it at all. It's, I got challenged. I saw an authentic view of what work life would be like. Copies, but companies, companies like that, um, well, they acknowledge that is, there's a lot of time and investment that's done by the candidate and they need to keep moving from it. Uh, and you know, I'm applying, I'm doing some research, you know, whether you guys still get interviews, there's still a lot of time yeah. and they, they're aware, um, that global investment bank are aware that, you know, we can give you information and we can, you know, and there's courses and, and, and so on, uh, that allows you to kind of get, you know, to learn and improve and also find out a little bit more about yeah. us as well along the way. And they, so um, I love um a really good example of that, um, is that when you are declined from the process, there are two things, of course, you yeah. can either withdraw from the process or you can be declined straight rejected um that journey that i described to you and i'll be showing you in a bit that journey where you're serving content to someone to enable them mm. they do the same when someone is leaving the process so they will also you know I, this wasn't for you this time round, but actually here's some feedback yeah. but also here's some information that you know, we hope you're going to take some of this personal and professional development away mm. here are some extra um bits of info etc etc now i don't and, and don't stop looking at us in the future right it's like once you've hit these development points right. why the hell not come back and apply right, right? you've so got you know. eighty-eight thousand people um who for lateral hiring or something similar might be they might have applied for early early careers but actually they might be just as appropriate for something else and there was this, a stat. this podcast is not going to go out on the BBC, so I'm, and I know we haven't named the brand. I'm sure you won't, but that bank, I'm sure that investment bank without a name, I'm sure is not struggling to hire recent graduates because of this. No, uh, is, uh, no they, it, it's 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 very um, they're they're doing a good job, and I love the way that every meeting we go like to that. with them, they keep yeah. saying, "But what can we do better next time? What can we be doing better next time?" And I, I love that that conversation. Amazing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so aside from meet and engage, um, what other TA tech tools have you seen or are you excited about in this space? Um, I always find the assessment and selection space really exciting. I think it goes, it plateaus occasionally, but then it suddenly just bursts back into life. <laughs> and I think, um, it, you know, obviously the AI question, um, I was going to ask, is that, is that come from the fact that ChatGPT is so widely used now in the market by candidates? I'm seeing 
and I'm hearing as well that so some of the selection assessment tools they were going back to what we did what, about getting 20, people to come in years face ago. to face we're we're gonna fight we're gonna fight on this I think for years aren't we I, I think I think that I think that if we're allowed to use it to assess them why the hell can't they use yeah. it to vet and answer I, questions for us right I it's think like, it's out of the box now isn't it you can't put it back in it's like mm. you know asking people not to do research using Google it's just not you you can't it's I, I think the, we I don't know where I'd go if you said that by the way to me no I don't you... like the library where... don't you remember them what, what, is, there a, is there a book about meet and engage at the library yes there should be <laughs> it's currently being written no um I, I think that the point is and we have debated this a, a fair bit with debated it with clients we discuss it a fair bit with clients so at the end of the day the research shows particularly in the early career space that the vast majority of students will be using it to a degree to during the application process i think you've then got your clients who as you said darren have said right well that's cheating and it's not allowed so we're going to make it impossible etc etc i don't think that's sustainable <laughs> um I, I think that's that's a reaction and i'm not criticizing it i'm just saying so we actually, want them to be good at using it don't we i think there's that right and then my fate you know favorite discussion that i had in recent months was with a client who just said maybe the answer is leveling it up and giving everyone access to the same, you know, ChatGPT4, for example, and then actually seeing what they do with the information. So the test is not what you get Now you're out. stuffed, guys. Now you're, now you're stuffed. Prompt engineering. It's just you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm with them on that. I don't think you can, you can't put it back in the box because people always, and also, I mean, my son, I mentioned him microwaving his food, um, his pants. Um, he, um, yeah. the fact is he will always try and find the quickest way from A to B. That is his, his mentality is why on earth would I go around the houses? We're engineered. We're engineered right, to do to, this now. right? not hack in the mm. Be a master but, of all right. things at our fingertips so how do I get and not learn so, anything. Right, so why would he go all the way around the houses to get to it when he could just type? And so I think fighting that, that what is a very clever mentality, which is I will try, I will find, I'm curious enough to find the quickest way to do this and the smartest way to do it. I don't think you, I, I don't see the benefit of removing that. It's when we, it's when we decide it's smart that you use the prompt to get to a result quickly. Yeah. Uh, that was accurate enough and you used your knowledge to understand the response was good right that's it because we've exactly. all tried using yeah. it we've all tried using it it's produced utter mm -hmm. uh, right and you can forward. tell like, yeah. i think the other point that we that the client actually um a, a few clients have said and i completely agree is it's too early at this moment because most of our clients are just going live now with their first cycle mm -hmm. of early careers since yeah, yeah, chat gpt i mean obviously yeah. it's you know we've, it's yeah. been around for nine months whatever but yeah. we're really genuinely only just about to be able to tell there is sometimes it's super obvious of course like i've i've had heard horror stories of people using it in interview um oh, really? <laughs> yeah and i'm like the responses it would give for that would be you know how, like i don't know how people are doing it <laughs> it must be some ver verbal way of inputting prompts in but um for me, that like the responses it gives so far are not good enough. I'd I'd see that straight away. I think that's why the human element of being in hiring uh, it, yeah. is not a threat yet, um, because we're able to. We, I'm able to tell straight away if that answer was like. Yeah. I, 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 the follow up. Yeah, the thing is, follow -up. asynchronous interviews though, 
asynchronous interviews you could argue where you're given three or four questions and you can prepare you can do it as a script yeah. that that you can watch it and watch it and watch it watch it yeah and listening to both of you makes me think that when it comes to assessment in the future is there going to be one assessment based on using chat gpt or ai tools so you're, you're allowed to use it open and there's another one where you're not mm. where it's, it's we're taking it away from you and this is kind of showing you you're on the spot which is you know potentially you're out in an office or you're in a meeting and you've got to think on the spot you haven't got the tools in front of you yeah. and there's two you're assessed on both like sides yeah I've, I've seen theories yeah. of of people use allowing it to be used in interview and then you're on the clock day one once you start right probation is like we said before we talked about earlier yeah the probation is part of the process of understanding yeah. you right here so if you got in if you got in because the ai got you in you still got to turn up and ai isn't going to cover yeah. you everywhere so that is part of on the job yeah. uh, you don't i mean it's you know i think we'll all agree here right we shouldn't onboard anybody and then just straight away give them a phone and a black book and told them to get on with it like I'm, we were all told mm. um yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's how it was for me right it's like i would never onboard yeah. anyone like that these days um and i think it's well, wrong do you remember onboarding used to be um in at the deep end was one of the phrases wasn't it? Oh, just throw him in at the deep end and yeah. you just think what were you thinking? I literally <laughs> got a black book. I literally yeah, got a book of clients and I was told to yeah. call them all with no scripts, yeah. nothing. Um, I'm told to get on with oh it. And I'm sure God. we've all been through yeah. similar versions yeah, of that yeah, in, yeah. in the past, right? It's like, that yeah. is that is not great. That is setting people up for failure. Um, so we're all going to, I think we're going to, yeah. we're going to see, maybe are we about to come into an era where people are going to not pass probation more because of AI? What because they got in using because it? They and got actually, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I prompted I my mean, way into that job for ninety grand yeah. a year, and now I've got to live up to the ninety grand a year job that I prompted my way into. Uh, yeah. I've got to go to meetings where Here's I can't be. Hang on, bear me one second. Let me just prompt the next question for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which makes um, Darren's pr- approach the right one, doesn't it? Exactly, that balance. Yeah. All yeah. card almost isn't it but but to answer your question for me that's that's the part of talent yeah. of, of hr that's tech for me that's really sizzling at the moment and any I'm brands any brands there you've, so, se- you've seen any brands you've seen are really pushing the boundary and you think i'm gonna keep my eye on them or good if you haven't um yes and i've seen some smart things we work closely with catfinity nice. i like catfinity a lot their business is mm. just so it's robust there's not gimmick is it but but it's just very smart stuff um so i you know we we work very closely with them i recently saw a piece of um technology um uh top score i think it was called where basically just it 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 was not to do with the ai side of things although they did have an ai detector in there chris you'd be yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd like to see it. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm making a real assumption oh. here. But um, I've not seen any detection or heard any detection works. Uh. Well, it it was the simplicity of how they did it. You basically change can't, browser. So the, the change questions browser. were. Say that again, darling. You can't change browser, right? You, like well, I've been, in, I've done one where you, you can't, can't move. cut and paste it. Yeah. So you can't cut and paste oh, nice. the content. So it just put a barrier in front. I was thinking, okay, that is super simple. But anyway, it was more just, it it fascinated me that this this sort of um, grenade that's been thrown in is producing these different outcomes. And I did actually think that is so simple. But basically what you've done there is you're serving people questions they can't cut and paste, which kind of puts a barrier in the way of using AI. That's a good one. That's a good one. I I used a piece of tech the other day. It was a exam for something. And you weren't, you know what? I got a call through. 
I failed it. I got a call through. Um, oh, what was I testing? I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> it was it was some exam. I was I was just I was just fiddling. It was a survey, but you had to stay in the environment. And I wore yeah, and yeah. I got a call through from my Google Voice account, so yeah. I just turned it off. Yeah. But that counted me losing leaving the um, browser. So to, to I guess to copy that from ChatGPT, if that's what I was doing, it was it yeah, was yeah. You it might have just landed doing. on another another. Yeah, it's like I, the leave, leaving the browser to go to another browser to copy something yeah. over has caused it. I know it doesn't stop people from having two screens and reading and copying over. Or, well, there's always there's always going to be an element of it, isn't there? But it's actually blank, blanket minimizing it. I think was what I saw in that top score. So I think I thought, mm, okay, simple but effective potentially. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I, just, yeah, I agree. I think the world has got to, we've got to embrace it. Nick Lev for joining us for a great episode of TA Tech Unboxed. For those who are listening on Spotify or your podcast channel, um, please go over to YouTube so you can actually watch uh, the demo from Nick Lev, which was fantastic. Check and for those of you watching on YouTube as well, um, you're watching it here now, uh, please leave a comments. We're really super interested in terms of how the demo is working. You know, we've done a number of these. Um, so just want to see your feedback on the comments as well. But thank you very much, Nicola, for, for joining. It's been fabulous to have you here. And uh, really yeah, fun. Thank you. Um, really I, enjoyed it. Glad, Thanks for having me. Glad we didn't get your son's son in his pants walking out <laughs> from the back of the podcast. And there's one point. I hope we nearly didn't. We may not. We might edit it out, but then we've got it also later on as well. So we're gonna have to keep it in. I'm keeping it in. Yeah. That's, that's staying in. That's yeah, staying yeah. in as long as we're allowed to. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I, I'm yeah. keeping the fun yeah. in, you right? do what you want, um, It has been an absolute pleasure, though. Thank you. Thank really you very much. It. It's been great having you. Thanks yeah, very, very much for joining us.